1: Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Sharon, and here's where it gets interesting. Raise your hand if you want salon perfect nails for just $2 a manicure. Yeah.
2: This episode may contain explicit language. Listener discretion is advised. I'm a mother. I guess maybe by me having a daughter, I couldn't imagine her being missing. I'd still be walking the earth right now, trying to find my daughter, and nothing would stop me from doing that. I know that the family says at every vigil We want them to come home, please come home. To me, that's not realistic. It's been 22 years now. I don't think they're coming home. It would be a miracle if they did and it would be wonderful. I think that something very bad happened to them. I think we have a pretty good idea of what happened and that's the path that we're taking. We're not leaving any stones unturned. None. I am Pam Childs, and this is Disappeared, the Bradley Sisters. From the very beginning, we've been working with Investigator Foster. Foster is a private investigator who took this case on pro bono. He's been a good resource because as a P.I., he doesn't represent the Chicago Police Department and he's much closer to the family. Foster, I know that you've been a part of this. I know that we've gone over hundreds of times various things that have been reported that also put ourselves as well as members of the Chicago Police Department in limbo in a position where we have not been able to identify why these two girls, age 3 and 10, disappeared at some point on July 6, 2001. And can you give me a little bit of background on maybe some of the trials and tribulations that you've been through being with this family for 22 years and you're still with them?
3: Yes, it's been quite a challenge. I've talked to each and every one of them. I've interviewed everybody over the times, over the years. And it continues to be a tangled web. It's a tangled web of where certain people were at the time is a tangled web of what's been said throughout the Bradley family. And it's been every single day since 2001. It's exhausting. Uh, It's probably something I never want to wish up on any investigator. I want to start with Tracy Bradley.
2: I have met mothers whose children are missing, Mm -hmm. still missing. Mm These are women over the years that still call me to this day, crying, just wanting some answers.
3: Tracy has been ridiculed over the years, even in the very beginning, why she choose not in people's eyes to put effort in finding her children. You know, it's been time I sit across from Tracy and I interviewed and I talked with her and I'm asking myself, Why is there no emotion?
2: Back in 2001, when Tracy was initially interviewed, Tracy felt as if she was being mistreated by the police. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that's a, a wrong perspective to take, even though it's understandable, coming from a person who, you know, these are her children. You know, but we have heard from various family members that they were left alone a lot. I mean, a lot of days over the years, to the point where family members were saying, "We're gonna call DCFS on her if she don't stop."
3: Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk about that fear that Tracy may have with the Department of Children and Family Services. Okay. And that is that uh, some years prior, before her kids went missing, uh, the kids suffered a loss uh, by the Department of Children and Family Service. not only Well, uh, these are uh, Tracy's sister's kids. Okay. They end up suffering a loss to the Department of Family Service where uh, one of her sister's kids had been uh, taken by that department, and it caused a rift within uh, the, the Bradley family. And further down that line, that that sister ended up committing suicide. Because she lost her children. To the department. So that is one of the reasons why the threat, the fear, permeates throughout the Bradley family when it comes to such law enforcement agencies, such as the Department of Children and Family Services, coming in and taking children, uh, her children away. It costs dearly from an investigative standpoint. It costs dearly from the communication with other law enforcement agencies who stepped in and tried to help find their children. I'm back
2: with my old partner, Joe Strzok, discussing the case. One of the most difficult parts of this investigation for both myself and Joe is parsing out fact from fiction. You interview sometimes hundreds of people in a case as long-running as this one, and no matter what, accounts will be different just based on how different people experience different events. In Tracy Bradley's case, from the moment her babies were taken, she has been under a microscope, and we must take the time to get to the bottom of the truth. What i thought is that this is personal. This is not a stranger
4: danger. This
2: is someone they knew.
4: Yeah, you're gonna look at family first, but you can't never rule out stranger dangers. You know, some, some stranger either kicking the door in and taking them or picking them up off the street, throwing them in a van. But you usually end up coming up with some type of witness to that that would lean you more towards a family member that had the time to dispose of this, you know? I mean, unless you have a professional pedophile that kidnaps children that has, you know, holes dug already in places and, you know, but that's few and far between. Can you rule it out? Absolutely not, you know, nor should you as a detective, but you have to go with, you know, what you have the evidence to support and what you think is the most possible uh, scenario
2: mom is the key holder here to cooperating with the police so that, you know, some progress can be made or some more information
4: could be given so that the police would have a direction to go in. She shut down and I don't think she was 100% truthful. And so with everybody either being uncooperative, not talking at all, when all we're trying to do is find their two children, you know, you think that would be the number one priority.
2: Tracy Bradley, to me, is still on the same page, and maybe she's confused, you know, I, I you know, I'm not trying to make excuses for. Her. you know I, I'd love to uh, sit down with her at least one more time, just understand where she's coming from. Hi, Tracy. Hi. Uh, I'm pleased that you're here you came to talk to us yes. and be a part of this thing that we're creating. <clears throat> and our goal is to find your daughters and find out what happened to Tianda and Diamond. I can't thank you enough for coming and being brave to sit and talk with us and answer the tough questions that, that we're going to ask. It's going to bring back some memories and just let it flow. Yes. I worked your missing persons case when it first began on July 6, 2001. I spoke to you back then. I don't know if you remember that or not. I did meet you. I did talk to you. And uh, I think you know uh, retired detective. Yes. Ed Carroll. Hi, Tracy. Yes. Hi. And uh, you know, through all the graces, here we are. So I want to get into asking you a little bit about back In 2001. I know the 4th of July had just passed. Yes. And uh, you guys had a family outing, is that correct, on the 4th of July? Yes. Where was that? Uh, Washington Park. Okay. And can you tell me a little bit about what what happened out there?
5: It was me and my front Diamond and Tiandi with me.
2: And uh, we had fun, you know? Okay. Like a family barbecue? (laughs) Yes, something like that. Okay. All right. And so then, and moving on to the 5th of July. Yes. You were home with all your daughters, correct? Um, Yes. Okay, tell me about that day.
5: July 5th. George Washington asked uh, we, do we want to go camping? And, he asked um, you on the 5th of July if yes. you wanted to go camping? Okay.
2: And where was this camping trip supposed to be? He never...
0: Did he ever show you a reservation or tell you he had a reservation
2: anywhere? No, no. No. Okay. Were you skeptical about going on the camping trip, that he just decided that, let's do this?
5: Not really. (laughs) Not really. Were you excited know. to do it? Not really. <laughs> you weren't excited <laughs> no, to do no. <laughs> it. No. Okay. So I just did it because um, he wanted. He it was his
2: say so that he wanted to go. Okay. To so what kind of relationship did you have with him? Back was,
0: then, think back then.
5: Um, it was it was all right. It was fine. It was fine. I mean, we would go out for a little bit, you know, because. Like I said, we would, my, me and my family we would just sit on do and everything, and he would just come up and, and you know what I'm saying. And at nighttime, he'd come and get me, and we'd just go to their house. Okay,
2: and uh, so George would come around mostly like in the evenings. At night. Did he spend time with your daughters, or was it mostly time with you? With uh, with me. Okay. With me. And where would they be? They would be with like. One of my family members. Okay. Yes. All four girls or two, just Tianda and Diamond? Although all of them. All of them. Okay. And there were times when he would come by late at night. Yeah, right. And they would be in bed. Is that accurate? Yes.
0: The, the evening of the 5th. Think back to when you came back from mom's house, mm-hmm. back at your apartment. Think back to that because we're just, we're just trying to establish some sort of timeline. So think back to then... What you did if you can recall i know it was a long time ago yes it was a long time ago
2: but it's an unforgettable night
0: right okay um and and
2: let's keep that in perspective at the end of that night until the next day is when all hell broke broke loose in your life yes 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 so uh the evening of the fifth is important yes Julia Bradley-Smith is one of Tracy's aunts who came to Chicago shortly after Tian and Diamond had gone missing.: Thank you for welcoming me into your home with my partner. I want to ask you a couple questions as far as the background on your family. On July 6 of 2001, you were living where? in Minnesota, OK. Tell me about how you got the information that something happened in your family.
6: I was actually doing an extended 4th of July celebration with a friend, a dear friend, her kids, ex-boyfriend, and, you know, doing just barbecuing and drinking a little bit. And that was here in Minnesota? Yes. Okay. I got a phone call from a family friend named Dennis. She said, hey turn to channel 9 Tracy kids are missing and I'm sitting there with a plate of barbecue and you know just puzzled like what he says Tracy kids are missing so I turned to channel 9 and he said uh you see it I said no cause I turned to Minnesota channel 9 and he no. says I had to turn to WGN channel 9 and when I turned on the station there was Diamond and Tianda's picture on the news and what did you do after that? I remember dropping the plate, getting up, and for a second, I didn't know what to do. But then the guy who I was dating at the time, he just said, let's go. Okay. But in my mind, I'm thinking, they're gonna find him. All right, so let me ask you this.
2: Do you find it a little bit odd that all four girls were not gonna go camping? I find it odd that all of them was going camping. Okay, and I get that from you. I I do. I get that from you because Tracy was not a camper.
6: Right, and Tracy, I've never had a man that was willing to take her camping. What are you vibing off of this
2: camping trip?
6: Well... The whole plan, or the whole
2: talk about it. How about that?
6: I found it to be like, what type of dude is he or do he go camping i mean that was my first instinct you know my first impression but after knowing him and finding out his lifestyle his family has always gone camping okay so it wouldn't be so far-fetched but i was surprised that he cared enough to take tracy and her kids
1: Their lab grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to Bluenile.com to get 30% off select lab grown diamonds.
2: That's Bluenile.com for 30% off lab grown diamonds. Bluenile.com.
1: Here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. Nothing is more personal or specific than our health and well-being, so it's really weird to me that most weight loss plans are one-size-fits-all. Noom, however, is different. Noom understands that every single person is unique, so they build personal plans to meet individual needs. I appreciate that Noom is designed this way, that it meets each person where they're at and that its approach is based in psychology and biology. And not only that, this approach is grounded in science. Noom has published more than 30 peer-reviewed scientific articles about it. Noom also wants you to enjoy food so it doesn't restrict what you can eat or shame you for treating yourself. I actually overheard a conversation about Noom at my local cafe the other day. Both diners were talking about all these foods they've discovered that they really love thanks to recipes they found on the Noom app. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com and check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Tracy
2: has given a few different versions of the night of July 5th, something that Ed and I have poured over in our investigation.
0: The phone records support George Washington coming to Tracy's house somewhere around 4.33 in the morning. And I believe Washington in his interview said he had left another female that he was seeing, a woman by the name of Chanda Stewart, he had left her home sometime around 2.30 or 3 in the morning And that, in her interview, in one of her interviews, Chanda Stewart does tell the police that, that he did leave around 2.30 or 3. We tried to establish some sort of timeline of what time did all of this actually occur. So the only thing we had to go on was the phone records all these years. I did end up doing at least one interview with one of the people that was in the apartment with her till approximately 9.30 or 10 o'clock that night. And when I re-interviewed him years later, um, he sticks to his story. Yep, we were there, we were drinking beer, and we, stopped, we used to stop there, me and Steven, I think his name was Steven, we used to stop there, and we'd have a couple of drinks on our way home. They both lived uh, further south than Tracy did. So at that point, I felt good about establishing, okay, we know that, and he did say at that point, that the kids were in the apartment at 9.30 that night or 10 o'clock that night when they left. So now we know they're still there at 10 o'clock in the evening. Tracy receives several phone calls after that to the apartment that are answered by somebody in the apartment if she goes out I don't know if Tianda answered the phone I'm sure Diamond didn't but somebody answers the phone and talks to people for a good little while it's you know a couple minutes here and there but at 2:18 in the morning there's a phone call to Tracy Bradley's home and somebody is on the phone at 2:18 in the morning and are on the phone for a minute and 46 seconds at 2 26 a.m on this morning of the 6th of july tracy home phone calls george senior's home phone so is that the girls calling and talking to george or is that tracy calling and talking to george we never were able to establish that Mm -hmm. senior i I never interviewed george senior but his his contention at the time and the one interview i do remember reading is that he was too drunk to remember but supposedly he came over to the apartment
2: Tracy had given me two different versions of her whereabouts the night before Tianda and Diamond disappeared. Her most consistent story is that on the morning of July 6, Tracy spoke with Tianda before she left for work. It would be the last time she would ever see her baby girls. George Washington picked me up and um, I told Tiandi,
5: I'm going to work, don't open the door for nobody. He took me to work, he dropped me off. From that point, I don't know where he went after that because I was at work doing my duty. I couldn't use the phone. Only the time I used the phone, it's like, I had like a lunch break. So I called, and I called, and I called. That's why I was working at Park District. And I called, it wasn't no answer, it just kept going to voicemail, voicemail, voicemail.
2: So you get to work at like about seven in the morning? Yes, yeah, because I have to open up, yes. Okay. And you started checking in on the girls by calling. Yes. Yes. No answer. No answer. No answer. How do you feel about that your calls to the house giving you no answer? What was going on in your head as to why wouldn't why wouldn't Tianza pick up this phone?
5: I was feeling, oh, like, you know, why she didn't pick up the phone, you know what I'm saying? I was feeling like. Something is wrong. Something is wrong.
2: Why did you not call 911 right away? Scared. Tell me what you're afraid
5: of. I was scared. I wanted to find them, you know, like, on my own to see if I could find them and see what, who house they went to, you know, and just look around. So, and I was kind of, I was scared.
2: Because? You didn't want what to happen. I go to jail. Did anybody in your family suggest to you not to call the police? No. That was just your decision that you wanted to solve this thing, work this out, and get your babies. Yes. Okay. Seven hours go by. Now you've contacted everybody in your family. Mm Everybody's looking. You can't find these babies. Yeah. Who called nine one one?
5: Um. I remember calling my mom. I said, uh, "Call the police."
2: Shalia, tell me about what you're understanding. How Tracy lived with. Leaving the children unattended, I have learned that this was
6: something that happened often. Yes, according to uh, many family members, including her mother, because uh, even though I didn't live in Chicago, I, I talked to my family members all the time, you know, okay. talking about some, even if we were just gossiping about somebody. Mm-hmm. And um, prior to when the kids got missing, um, Tracy's mom... Uh, had expressed to me, you know, that I'm so sick of her leaving these damn kids. Who is and Tracy's mom? Mary. Mary. Um, yeah, she's deceased. Also known Recently, as Tiny. Yeah, Tiny, yeah. Okay.
2: From what I understand, it took Tracy hours to contact the police. Once she walked in her apartment from work, yeah. the girls were gone. The Chicago Police Department wasn't notified until about 6... six p.m. that evening. Yeah, at the why advice of
6: my sister. Do not call the police. Let's just look for the kids, because if you call the police, they're going to take Vicky and Rita. So I looked at Tracy, and Tracy says, why the fuck is everybody looking at me like I did something to my kids? And at that point, I think I was so angry, like, you supposed to know what your kids are. You supposed to know what the hell happened. So I jumped up to grab her because I was going to just push her out. It's okay. Take your time. I just wanted to push her out the window. Okay. Because I felt if you would have left them, they would be gone. (laughs) My sister Felicia was the one who actually called the police, it was not Tracy. How did that go over with
2: the sisters, with Felicia calling 911?
6: Well, you know, Felicia's one of them type, I'm just going to do it. I mean, Fee's exact words to me where, girl, fuck this shit, I call the police.
2: Shortly after the police are called, an alleged voicemail is revealed that had been left on Tracy's phone by her daughter, Tianda. Unfortunately, this voicemail no longer exists, lost in the investigation, deleted by someone. So all we have are accounts from those who heard it.
6: You know, it was chaotic. It was people coming in and out the apartment. And then when it wasn't outsiders, you know, not cousins, them as they call it, wasn't nobody there. Faith had access to voicemail on Tracy's phone. And it said, uh, Ma, ma, pick up the phone. This is Ma, George is at the door. He said, we're going to Jules to get the cake, and we're coming to pick you up from work. Ma, pick up the phone. It was maybe eight of us in the house, eight or nine, when we heard it.
2: Despite maintaining his innocence, and despite no charges being brought against him or the police publicly naming him as a suspect, this alleged voicemail is one of the main reasons George Washington has been considered a possible suspect by some people involved in the case.
0: Tracy, at some point, did George took a paternity test? Yes. And the test results came back three weeks after Diamond went missing. Mm-hmm. So he wasn't happy when he found out that Diamond was his, was he? No. What did he say to you?
2: huh he was upset he was just upset you know he was upset okay so upset would be putting it mildly very mildly. yes yes the relationship between george washington and tracy bradley was at times very contentious tracy alleges threats of violence and fear of retaliation should she act in a manner that George disagreed with. Before Tianda and Diamond went missing, the question of George being Diamond's father caused a lot of tension and led to a series of confrontations. Would you believe that George would hurt Diamond just to not pay child support? Yes. You think that he would kill Diamond? Yeah. To avoid child support? Yeah. Do you think that there's a possibility that that happened? Probably so. Sometimes you don't know which way the anger this man is coming from. George Washington has denied being the father of Diamond Bradley and has denied any
3: involvement with the girl's disappearance. You build this timeline from an investigative standpoint that George takes Tracy to work at 630 in the morning. He drops her off, which is approximately three miles away from her apartment. What is George Washington doing between the hours of 6.30 to, I will probably roughly say, 11.30?
2: Okay, so one thing that I want to touch on with that time frame is that there was plenty of time for George to do whatever he wanted to do. Now, during that time span, supposedly sometime around 8-ish, Tianda leaves a message on Tracy's cell phone stating someone named George is at the door. He said something about getting a cake. But Tracy never gets that phone call mm-hmm. supposedly because her cell phone is dead. Yes. Is that That's accurate? accurate? Yes. Okay. But this is within a time span between dropping her off and picking her up. So he he has plenty of time to do whatever. Yes. So would it be You know, from the standpoint of me being a detective um, and you being an investigator, would it be safe to say that, you know, he could
3: have grabbed the girls? Yeah, if he could have made that turnaround now that he's got Tracy at work and he knows that the girls are there by himself, could he did a beeline back to their apartment Uh, got those girls, uh, stored those girls in an unknown place until uh, he had the chance to quote-unquote deal with them, as one would say, and hook up with his girlfriend, Chandra, not knowing that he, prior before picking her up, that he's in possession of two children. That's possible. That is possible. You know,
6: when my nieces were missing, I was 39 going on 40 2001 felt like a death sentence, 2002 felt like an execution, 2003 felt like I was up on the chopping block. It has been the worst 23 years of my life. Not only have I been homeless to find my nieces, I've been ridiculed. I've helped others, numerous others. I went through a bout of depression, anxiety. I used to dream that uh, for the first six years I couldn't sleep. And I thank God for my doctor you know, I would go into her office and she would literally knock me out because I would stay up three and four days in a row. Because every time I went to sleep I would dream that they were viciously raped and murdered. And when I dreamed of Diamond and she told me where they were murdered at and I looked over in a dream and I saw the upper part of Tianda's arm sticking up out of his shallow grave and the wall came back. Diamond, um, she tried to Wow, this is weird. I was sitting in a chair just like this, and she was running through the house. My mom was sitting over there on a the sofa, but you couldn't see nobody's face because everybody's face was blurred except my mom's and Diamond's. All the other kids' faces were blurred, and when I grabbed it, you know, and I didn't know that Diamond used to pick at her little fingers like this because when, when I told totally Dream of Tiny, it made Tiny cry. I said, well, Diamond, you know I'm always love you. She said, yeah. I said, well, I'm going to put you down. Could I have a kiss? And she put on her hands around and kissed me in the mouth. And I woke up, and I felt her kiss. Wow. That's when I knew in my heart that they were gone. Wow. I've had a stroke, been evicted a few times, because <laughs> I couldn't pay the rent, because I was taking my money to go down there and... You know, to do things. um, I don't think that I would put Satan through this type of hell. I don't even think he's familiar with this. And he's the evil of evil. It's been terrible. It's been terrible. And to know that my sister passed but I promised her years ago that I would find her grandkids. I know she's proud of me. And I can honestly say, I did it
0: since I kept my promise. Yes, she did. What I know and what I can prove are two different things. There's several factors that involve George that I would love to have answers to. Number one is why he didn't participate in the search for the girls, number two, why less than. 15 minutes after finding out the girls have gone missing, was he calling other females, attempting to set up uh, dates. On the next episode of Disappeared, the Bradley sisters, back
2: in February of 2012, a message was sent via Facebook to April Jackson, the sister of Tracy Bradley. Hello, I really need to speak with someone in reference to George Washington and the disappearance of those babies. I am so sorry we had to meet like this. Disappeared the Bradley Sisters is produced by Entertainment One, Gary Sherman Films, and Mainstay Entertainment for Discovery ID. You can follow our show wherever you get your podcast. And we'd love it if you could take a second to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcast.
1: Dan and Nancy reside in the peaceful suburbs just outside of Portland, where they are living out their golden years. Their marriage spans over two decades and is seen as a pillar of the community. But when Dan is found dead in his classroom, Nancy finds herself at the center of a murder case that could be ripped from the pages of her novels. Binge all episodes of Happily Never After, Dan and Nancy, ad-free right now on Wondery+. Plus